Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company. For a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, you can pick an experienced, licensed therapist you relate to and feel comfortable with. Each and every therapist has at least a master's degree and has completed over 3,000 hours of supervised work. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com forward slash boom. And to show your support for this podcast, use code boom to get $30 off your first month. That's boom. Talkspace.com slash boom. B-O-O-M. You're listening to NBC Sports Radio. Sports Radio. Weekends. This is the Two Robbies Football Show. Your number one source for Premier League football on NBC Sports Radio. Now, your hosts, Robbie Musto and Robbie Earl. Robbie Earl. Hello and welcome to the Two Robbies Football Show here on NBC Sports Radio with myself, Robbie Musto, and of course, as ever, my buddy, Robbie Earl. Now, Rob. Did we see the Premier League's top striker back to his very best today? Aguero just trying to tiptoe his way through. Sergio Aguero turns to celebrate a hat-trick. And the win is even more emphatic. It's Watford nil, Manchester City 6. Well, there is no doubt, Rob, that this guy is what I call the purest striker in the Premier League. <laughs> you love that one, Sunday. I, I, I do, just because I, I think he can... Get all kinds of goals in different ways, using different variations of power, of skill, of chipping things, of intelligence. And you know, it was bizarre. I read a stat a little while ago that he's never been voted in the PFA Team of the Year. That yeah, almost amazing. guarantees you 20 goals every season, Rob. Yeah. And yeah. Um, he's, he's an outstanding Premier League finisher. Let's, let's not forget, at the start of this season, there was a lot of talk as though mm. this guy might be surplus to requirements, might be the guy who has to start to miss out, or even they may end up selling him from the football club, such was the emergence of Sane, of Sterling of Jesus who people thought that, that was the next wave that was the, the, the young guns who were going to take this thing on but yet again as we stand he's, he's top of the, the goal charts again with five goals and is proving himself so important to Pep's team as they go after this Premier League title you, you, um, I don't know. It's last week, Rob, or maybe a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Oh, I think we talked about this, and you weren't. I mean, it might have been a bad performance, but you weren't sure whether Jesus and mm. Sergio Aguero could play together as if they're getting each other's way. Is that right? If yeah. So, do you remember the first game? Well, where it came from, Rob? We, we yeah. saw the first game we were doing at Brighton, and I was uh, doing the commentary in the game. And obviously, you get a good tactical view of things. And just at times, I felt that Jesus was getting into spaces where Aguero likes to work. Aguero has been, for, for the majority of his time at Manchester, been the lone striker. And he makes his runs in between the centre-backs and full-backs. And he pulls off. And his intelligence and movement makes him outstanding. Now, at times I thought Jesus was filling some of those pockets he liked to work in. And in that game, Jesus actually went a little bit deeper. Played almost like uh, a number 10 role underneath Aguero. And it seemed to work better. But what I did say, uh, um, subsequently we've seen that... Two intelligent footballers can always play together. You know, we go back to the skulls and Gerard. Can they? Yeah. And I used to say, listen, if if you if you're good enough and you're intelligent enough, you'll find a way of working out. And I think with these two, it, it is going to be a case of finding a way to work it out. And and there was a big moment, Rob. Um, it was last weekend uh, against Liverpool against um oh, Liverpool, sorry, when Aguero got through. And yeah. he slipped a ball to, to uh, Jesus. It still surprised me to this day because this is a guy who feeds on goals, one-on-one opportunity, he puts it in the back of the net. And it just 
taught me that maybe on a mental note, maybe together in training or something, there's just a little connection coming between those two. And those things are important as you go on because both probably want to be top scorers. Both will feel they're the man, but they both have to appreciate each other if this Manchester City team are going to go on and win this title. Let let me add this, and it's about the way that they play and the way that the Man City play. Mm -hmm. They play as a striking two when Pep goes with three at the back because it's a three, five, two. Today's game was 4-3-3, so Jesus isn't actually a central striker. He's to the left-hand side. Mm, Now, I personally I personally really like that because I still think you get uh, attacking width from Carl Walker Mm -hmm. and for Benjamin Mendy. You've still got those three guys in midfield that do such a great job. And and Jesus, even though he's kind of on the left-hand side, he will naturally come inside all the time to score the goals. And then, Rob, what it means is that he's not in and around Sergio Aguero in the Mm. build-up play. So I, I think that, as we saw today. Now, I'm not saying it's the right person. Now, we saw Ryan Sterling start today, and for me, he wouldn't. It will be somebody else in the team instead of him. Um, I, I think Leroy Sane probably deserves to be in there, and I think that will happen at some point. Um, but but just in the way they set up, I thought today is about as good as it gets. And just on the, on the bigger picture with uh, Man City, Robert, it's just, you know, when Pep Guardiola come to this country, today was about as close that I think we've seen of everything falling into place. Possession passing was, was crisp, was, was quality. It's like, a, it's like a, a well-oiled machine. You've got the pressing, the counter-pressing really high that they did so well that led to two goals. You've got David Silver and Kevin De Bruyne assisting and playing through balls. Full-backs that look so much better. You know, in things terms of last season to this season, the full-backs and just the way that everything's coming together is so great. And a lot of the, the, the criticisms, Rob, of Pep Guardiola was defensively. He's got to do something different. You know, he's got to adjust the defensive situation. He's got to start kicking it along. He's got to ch- start altering his style. He hasn't. His football is better, so his performances are better. His goals against are better, just two now. And, of course, the way they're, they're scoring goals, they're absolutely perfectly in sync at the moment. Let me tell you about his style, Robbie Musto. Let me tell you about his style. Tell me another Premier League manager who can be standing on the side with a black hoodie with box (laughs) white fresh trainers and still look cool. This guy's going to do it his way. And, and, and that's part of, and part of his dress and part of who he is and part of his manner is that he's very much his own man, Rob. And his team are going to play in the style that he wants. And, and you're right, I, I'm, I wrote a couple of things down. And I just thought, I would have suggested that's the happiest pep has been probably since he's been a Manchester City player, certainly in, in Premier League football anyway. So he had the good times against Barcelona. But in terms of Premier League football, he got what he wanted today against a decent team. This wasn't a Watford team who packed it mm. in, who didn't want to mm. play. You know, they've been well organised. We've talked how well Marco Silva's done with them. But they were taken apart today by a system, by a style of play. I was overly impressed with the hard work without the ball. I thought that their ability to win the yeah. ball back quickly yeah, and it helped for a couple of goals. That was like a trademark of his old Barcelona teams, Rob. And that's starting to come. So that's where their defence is. He's never going to have big centre-backs who boot it into Rose Z and the rest. But his defence of winning that ball back as soon as yeah. they've lost it, getting, it, getting it a quick trigger and two or three players hunting it down, I thought was outstanding. And... Um, Thing is, though, Rob. Thing is, we saw we saw this last year. By the way, he won his first ten games. Yeah. Tell me why it's different. I mean, I, because I mean, he's I'll a year a down hint. the road, Rob. I think yeah. he's a year down the road. I think he knows what might come. I think he he he'll be ready for the the bad weather. You talked about it on broadcast. The bad weather, yeah, the maybe. pitches, will the different setup. He, mm. I think he will. I think I think the twelve months 
was was part of his learning, was part of his understanding. I think he, if he has to now and then, he he may sit those those wing backs in a little bit more. If if, if it's a back four and say, okay, we can't be quite as progressive and let sometimes the wide players ahead of them might have to produce the width if that's what's required. I think I always said to, about this guy, he's an intelligent coach who, who's coached in Spain, who's coached in Germany and has come to England. He won't be pig-headed enough to say, I'm going to bring my Spanish and German style and we'll win this league. He'll, he will have reassessed himself last season. He'll have looked at things and he will want to improve himself as much as he wants to improve his team. Just looking at the players that came on today, Rob, and, and I, you know we mm. make a note of all the injuries before the game, and I think it's just Vincent Company really, that's injured at the moment, yeah. but Gundogan is fit back, again, yeah, Leroy Sané come on, mm. and, and he did so great coming on the, the match before, Bernardo Silva is a brilliant little footballer, mm. you know, it, it, it does seem that all the pieces are in place, but I still, you know, yeah. I, I still think we've got to just reserve judgment a little bit, because there mm. will be harder games than Watford away, um, I, I, you know, I know they've got Crystal Palace at home coming up next then they got Chelsea away Stoke at home so the Chelsea game is going to be a little bit more of a test um, but but right now I don't know I just think it, they're like a Rolls Royce today and um, very very encouraging he must be he must be delighted with everything you think about every uh, mm. section of this team from defence actually from goalkeeper as well that was fit to play today he's looked pretty confident Edison let's every department to, is purring let's just go back to the start of the conversation because the front two are, are, are a great mix. Uh, one's a little bit older, one's younger. The, the, one's got lightning pace. Aguero still still is not short of things. But I remember him saying about Sergio Aguero that he might have to get used to not playing every game, not being a starter in some games. Listen, these two have just mm. matched together. I think they've kind of they might have worked a little bit better than he even thought at this stage. I know only five games in, but um, mm. it's been a brilliant start for them, mate. Brilliant. So. City make it 15 goals in the last three games and those like me who said Jesus and Aguero might not work together have gone a little bit quiet. Next up, there appears to be be a bit of noise going at Anfield about the lack of defence. We'll talk Liverpool, Klopp and back four after this short break. This is Two Robbies Football Show on NBC Sports Radio and all we talk is Premier League. We're talking sports 24 7. That's a lot. That means we're always on. Welcome back to the Two Robbies Football Show here on NBC Sports Radio. Now, Robbie, let's go to Liverpool. Let's check in with Liverpool Football Club. And since walloping Arsenal 4-0, they haven't won a game. They got hammered from City, drew 2-2 with Sevilla in the Champions League, and today, again, conceded a goal, couldn't manage to beat Burnley. It was a 1-1 result. Where are we with Jurgen Klopp and Liverpool Football Club? Three games, eight goals, lack of clean sheets continue to undermine what Jurgen Klopp's doing in terms of building this football club, Robin. Let, let me just put something out there right now. The best and most successful counter-attack teams put an importance on defending. Because you defending might be three or four key occasions on the game when you get countered from your counter. So you're out of balance, so you're throwing bodies forward. And you have to have some kind of security that's going to say, we're going to stay in the game and we're not going to concede goals. With Liverpool, that doesn't happen. Today, Rob, they had over 70-odd percent again. They had 34 attempts at goal, score one goal and and allow Burnley one. And and Burnley have got something to hang on to and and, and to, to, to kind of fight for. If they can keep it clean... 
and with all their goal-scoring things, then teams like Burnley can't just cons- sit in and park the bus. They've got to come out. They've got to give you a little bit of chance. That's where, when Liverpool can pick you apart. But this reluctance to look at his back line, whether it's a back four or back five, yeah. however he wants to do it, is causing this team problems. I mean, I mean, I mean, really. I mean, it really is. I mean, I think it's time that we do question Jurgen Klopp a little bit more. I mean, how many transfer windows he had? Four? I mean, this defensive problem has been there since day one, and we've eulogised them. We love when they're on going forward. It's absolutely fantastic. The midfield options and front options are really, really good, but they need some defensive help. A game like today, they get one goal, they win that game 1-0 if they've mm. got a strong defensive structure. Now, we've criticised Jurgen Klopp before, but this continues, Rob. Is this a blind spot? Does he think mm. they're OK? Does he overtrust his players, the, the, his defending players that he's got there, and he keeps playing them? Did he play the wrong players today? I mean, let, 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 okay. well, can, the can fans we... are going to get frustrated with this, Rob, because it's the yeah, same thing that we talk about every single week. Frustration's coming, Rob, and we'll get to a few of the tweets and what some of the Liverpool yeah. fans are saying out there. But I just want to sort of give you a scenario. Jurgen Klopp, apparently he's coming too close to his two-year anniversary now of being in charge at Liverpool Football Club. Mm. So you say he's, he's had some windows. He's had some time now to look at his team, see where the strengths are, implement the style of play and look at what he, he needs to work on. So here's a scenario, Robbie Musto. Take Jurgen Klopp, strip away the charisma, the media savvy, the little bit of, of quirkiness in the hugs. Strip that all away. Mm. Where are we with, with, with this guy? Where are Liverpool in terms of getting back into serious top four contenders, if not challenging for titles? Are, are we any better? Are we any better off than Brendan Rodgers? I'll tell you what, it's interesting because we love him, the way that he conducts himself and the Mm. relationship, because we were players for a long time Mm -hmm. and we get that feeling between the manager and the players. Mm -hmm. But you're right, let's strip it away. And I'll tell you what we'd be saying if we stripped it all away. Tactically, he's not been good enough. Mm. That's what we'd be saying. Forget everything else. Tactically, he hasn't changed this team enough to stop the goals going in. They've played five games, they've scored nine goals, they've conceded nine goals. Goal difference of zero. Now there's, you know... (laughs) That, that's really bad compared to Man City and United have conceded too. Um, it, it's, it continues to be an issue. So, uh, of course, we want to see the free-flowing attacking Liverpool continue. But the front players, should they be doing more? Is it a tactical thing? Should he be do, asking more of his midfield players and his front three, particularly his wide players, to come back mm. and to protect his back four more? Or is it purely... They shouldn't have to do that. The defenders should be better individually. What's your answer well, to that? Well, uh, can I have a bit of both, please, sir? Can I? Can well, how I have much a, percentage? Can what, I have what a percentage? Bet- yeah. At first, I want a better defend. I want better defenders in there, Rob. Yeah. I'm still right. not convinced that that, that back line um, and then, uh, Trent Alexander, Trent Arnold Alexander, is a young kid who, who's going to come good. Alberto Moreno, whether he plays or Robertson, um, okay. Robertson's looked decent. We haven't seen enough of him. The centre-back partnership, I don't think works, whether it's Clavin, whether it's Lovren, whether it's Matip. I'm still not convinced you've got a good pair in there. Um, so you certainly need one. I would even argue you, you, you might need two centre-backs. What about tactically, Rob? Is he doing enough to help it tactically? It doesn't change the system. Well, some, of that depend, some of that, Rob, I think depends on personnel. 
and it's interesting we might move to that Jordan Henderson wasn't playing today yeah. I think Jordan Henderson has a responsibility now understands his role a little bit realises that he's going to have two players next to him who are going to go on and drive the game but he might almost become that third centre back the Fernandinho the Eric Dyer, that guy who might sit in there protect and sometimes almost be a third centre back to allow those, those wing backs to go high if you don't have that guy in there if you don't have that responsibility Rob it leaves you porous it leaves you easy to penetrate and especially when everybody wants to you know, go to the party when Liverpool have the ball and everybody wants to be involved in the lovely passing and the lovely movements, the, the back door is left too much ajar for, for, for decent teams and the better the opposition, the more likely that that might happen. I, do you know what I, I, I hope doesn't happen? I hope the Liverpool front players, I mean, it was Sturridge, Firmino mm. and Salah today, yeah. I hope they don't turn around in the dressing room or after the game or, or any time during the game, kind of give any body language or say anything like, oh, look at these again. Look at these defenders again. We're doing hold a on, great Hold on a minute, doing, though, Rob. Hold on a I minute. I don't if, want them to. should not if, be doing that. If you're that. a centre-forward in that job, the, the one, in Liverpool's team, one, you do, you do your stuff going forward, which is to put the ball in the back of that, which is yeah, the hardest and, thing to do. Ask Crystal Palace. And they do a stint, uh, in fairness, of the force, of working hard to win the ball back. Because in Jurgen Klopp's team, that's what you have to do. People like Christian Benteke were, were let go because they weren't good enough at that role. So I think as a, as, a, as, a, as a striker at Liverpool, I might be asking once or twice, any chance you put your head in there and head the ball away? Any chance you stay with your guy at set pieces and don't let him put him in the back of yeah, the and, and we, Every time you let a goal in, we have to score another one at the other end. Yeah, and I, I, listen, I get that, but they could also say any chance you come back to help out our defenders, any chance oh, you midfield what players else, to protect, what else do you want any chance to of Salah and Sturridge or Firmino to come back and help out defensively. Let me now, tell you what I, I'd do to Lovren if I was a centre forward, if I'm Mane, if I'm Firmino. Every Friday when the wages get paid, I say, give me 50% of yours because I'm doing my yeah. job and I'm doing half of yours as well. Yeah, that's you're, not you're the way to be in a te- Yeah, but Rob, that, come no, on. No, I'm in a taking it a bit further, Rob, but yeah. what I'm saying is, the, the defenders are not doing their job well enough, in my opinion. I think, I think it's wrong to look at the forwards. I think these forwards work as, as, as hard as any forwards in the league, including the Man City forwards, including the Chelsea team who have to win the ball back in, in contest L. I don't think you can look at those and say, that, I don't think that the weakness comes from the lack of defensive all, sort of all I would say, all, all I would say, when, when, when I watch them, it feels a little bit like, oh, there's the front player's game. Oh, there's the, the defender's game. It sums that they're very well, separated and they don't really kind of connect and attack together and defend together. I mean, That which... falls on the manager then, Robin. Yeah. It's interesting. We've, we've had a few tweets. Let's try and get a few tweets yeah, in before course, we yeah. get the break because there, there was many out there. Liverpool fans, I think, just starting to get a little bit upset with things. David Hatfield wrote, maybe he, Klopp should acknowledge he should have had a backup plan for Virgil van Dijk. Change nothing and expect different results. Hard to be patient with that. Lane McCann said, same issue with the, with the defences last year. Not sure if tactics or truly just needing a player or two. Top four is still reachable. Yeah, Chris Guinta uh, tweets us to say, one game, when Mane is back, we'll go back to winning 4-3 games and Inter <laughs> will be happy again. And Chris Flynn brings up a good point and a really good tweet. Burnley not lost at Chelsea, Spurs and Liverpool. Mm. How many other teams will do that? Maybe, maybe a bit of credit for Burnley. And he's Are absolutely you looking in the right. mirror when you read that last tweet out, uh, by the uh, way? How long? I need to Chris, take a break. F- Chris Flynn, <laughs> you said at the start of the season, Burnley get relegated this year. Michael Keane and Andre Gray, you lose yeah. them down the centre your pit Sean Dyche knows what he's doing he knows yeah. how to put a hard work perfect timing the break is uh, here uh, the perfect timing you. 
you're absolutely right. No, you're absolutely right. And uh, fair play to Burnley. They lost some good players. They brought in some other good players that have done really well. And maybe, just maybe, he's a really good coach. We'll take a break right now. We'll come back and we'll analyse Spurs and Crystal Palace. And not particularly happy in London. We'll be back after this break. Get the ball rolling again, shall we? It's the Two Robbies Football Show. We're online and on demand. NBCSportsRadio.com, where every day is game day. Welcome back to the Two Robbies Football Show here on NBC Sports Radio. Now, let's check in with Spurs. More struggles at Wembley Stadium. They couldn't manage to beat Swansea today 0-0 after a fantastic Champions League victory over Dortmund on Wednesday 3-1 I threw it out on Twitter Rob and our handle is at the 2RobbiesNBC and we got plenty of replies here's just a few good ones TD tweeted us to say decisions didn't break their way today plus some hangover from the win against Dortmund Swans deserve credit for doing a job LOLNO tweets us to say we had no left back slash left wing back that was odd Mm. Son is a strong player but no wing back plus we needed different subs. And Jeff Brown tweeted us to say Spurs fans could start by supporting the team. Amazing to see the move to the exits on 85 minutes mm. while game was still tied. No excuse. So whew, we could have a conversation about Mauricio Pochettino and Spurs. And we thought yeah. it was kind of put to bed about Wembley. And there's been some positivity, particularly the Champions League the victory. Mm. But this now is unable to beat Burnley, unable to beat Swansea at home. So what is going on, mate? This, this, this Wembley still, thing continues. Still not having the Wembley, and I, I've got the three W's. Wembley, woes, rubbish. It's rubbish, mate. <laughs> it, it, it just is. I'm, How I'm can not you say that group, with the results? I'm, I'm not having a group of football, top-class footballers, who can put in a performance like that in the Champions League, who can lose only four games last season away from home on pitches that are all different sizes and, and all different different sort of makeups, and can play in, in, in that, that, that lovely style that we've seen. I'm not just putting this down to, to a, a stadium and a pitch. And I, I think the players wouldn't like it. And I know Pochettino's back was up when he was asked by a few reporters after the game about it. Listen, they had 26 shots, no goals. It, sometimes it might be poor finishing. Sometimes it might be tactically with the team set up. Where the sun on on that left-hand side was, was the right thing. Maybe you needed more left-footed balance. If you're going to play wing-back or play play with with, with the four. It just... The, I just think, Rob, these other reasons than just jumping down that, oh, it's what is Wembley. It what are the reasons? What are the reasons then? Because I'll jump down it. You, okay, you tell me I'll, I'll, give you, I'll, I'll give you one. And I think you touched on it, actually. And I'm going to give you a little bit of credit here. Because just when the transfer window was on, we're talking about players leaving. And we talked about Riyad Mahrez. And you came up with one of your very good suggestions, probably the first in four years that I've known you, <laughs> said that Riyad Mahrez would be a good oh, addition. Be ideal. Be would ideal, be a good addition for Spurs. Now... A day like today, Robin, and Absolutely. I'm going to I'm going to put Deli Ali and I'm going to put Harry Kane into a little box, and I'm going to say, great players, top class players, but more on the finishing than the creation. So I'm talking about the guys who will be in the box to get you the goals and the runs from Ali, uh, fantastic. So so they're the finishers. So today, who are my creators? So I've got Son in a, in a left wing back position. Mm. I've got Tosoko in a kind of 
narrow right position. Him. And you've got Christian Elkin, who's been excellent in fairness most of the season, didn't have a, his greatest day today. So in terms of the creativity that you need to win you a game, to do that little bit extra when somebody's banked in like Swansea were, I thought mm. they were a little bit short. And it might have been a day that your guy, Riyad Mahrez, might have been mm. the guy from that left side or drifting in on that right foot and dropping his shoulder and making a chance or hitting a goal. I just thought... I go back to Manchester City and I look at David Silver and look at Kevin De Bruyne. They have two, they have two roles in that, in, that, in that team, to me, to pass the ball into forward players and look like they look to assist. They've got two creative forces. Spurs haven't got that same level, certainly against a team who pack it in. Ed Nazard at Chelsea, Alexis at Arsenal. Mm. I mean, other teams have got special creative players. And, 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 of course, I agree with what you're saying there. Let me just, you know, go back to the pitch a little bit. Now, it looked like hard work today, Rob. The yeah. tempo was definitely slower. Yeah. That's what the, the yeah. manager afterwards didn't like the question about. Did you lack energy today? Is it a fallout from the Champions League? Mm-hmm. It's a bigger pitch. And they won games at White Hart Lane with intensity, with power, with speed, with directness. On a bigger pitch... And this, when they're at home, of course, and teams bunker it in, they've got to win differently. I'm saying with the intensity, Rob, do they have mm. to learn to play differently? Do they have to learn to, op- to realise moments where it's flurries of intensity? Like, you know what? Let's go, 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 go. And I they have a breather you. a little I bit. Do they have to win? 65% possession. I think they do that I don't care about bit. possession. I don't care about possession. When, they when could have had, listen, they, there's a chance they have three, if three decisions go different ways, Rob. They, they, get, they get two goals. Okay. They've got a penalty that yeah. they should have been given. They've got but a handball they that should have been given. So we're, we're, we're talking small margins, small details. But shouldn't they? Isn't it now up to the manager to find a way to figure this out, mate? If it's got, if it's more intricate football, if it's flurries of activity, yeah, and, if it's not, you know, you it's know, a good, it's a good point. And, and, and it's, he it's a has little, got to find a way. Yeah, it's a little test for Poch because they've gone away from that, the, the the comfort and the safety that was White Hart Lane, where they were excellent, and now he's been asked a different thing. And and we'll see. You know, we both think he's an outstanding coach, and I think he'll work it out with this group of players because I have a lot of faith in him and the group of players that he's got. But you're right; it is a little challenge. Maybe he's got to look at things and, and look at the way they play. Did he have his team? System. Did he, have his, did he have his team right today, Rob? I'm looking at, I'm looking at uh, Serge Aurier, who was fantastic mm-hmm. in the week. I'm looking at Ben Davis, the regular wing-back. Well, now, I know he yeah. can't play every I think, game. I think, we're always, I think it's Moussa always Dembele. one of those where it's easy to, to be wise after the event. If, if they've got the results, listen, it's a big squad. You want to play different players. It was a chance maybe to get some, some of the players into the team, playing a certain way. Listen, he's got it all on, and he's got it all on, not least, because every time at home they don't win, people are going to go to the, to the Wembley woes. Listen, let, let, let's t- turn tacks yeah. a little bit, because there's another team in, in, um, in London who've made some unwanted Premier League history, played five games, lost five games, scored no goals. Palace are in the brown stuff, Robbie Musto. Absolutely are. Roy Hodgson said that no team wins a title uh, in September or by the end of September and no mm. team's relegated by the end of September. Now, the end of September, they could have lost the first seven games and no team has ever come back to stay up from that position, I think. So um, I thought the alarming thing today, Rob, and I, and I said this on air today, is that there was genuine, in my opinion, signs of optimism last mm. week. The yeah. Burnley, they, they, you know, they, they didn't win that game. They, they had enough opportunities to win it. They lost 1-0. And this seemed like a step backwards where you'd normally yeah. expect a, a 
kind of a bump from a new manager. Now, I get what he did today, tactically. I kind of read it. I said, listen, it's going to be four. It's going to be two banks of four and a one and a one. Loftus-Cheek will play in the hole and Christian Benteke will be up front. So that was correct. But there was a, I thought there was a sense of, uh, this is what the manager wants. We've only had two or three days to work on it. The shape was very, very nice, but there was no aggression there. There was sure. no heart in the performance. Sure. Flipping out, he's like got it, a difficult Rob. job, isn't it? Yeah. Didn't like it, and and you made made a point, and and which they did, they they had a shape. You could see they've been working on that stuff for yeah. all three four days. They had a shape, and it was like to me the players got safe in the shape. And you yeah, know what I thought today? I thought they were scared of winning. I thought they were scared mm. of of, of, of mm. playing within your positions and doing that a little bit more, at getting on the ball, at doing things. And look at I look at Joe Ward. He looks scared as a fullback. Rob, he's crossing with, with things. Jeffrey Schlupp's quality is not right. He's not a left back. MacArthur and Kabai in there don't have enough power. Jason Punchin is not, you know, a, a guy I know and have worked with. Is not the same player this this season. They looked better when Milivojevic came in for him. At least had a little bit about him and started to get on the ball. I just think Roy's got it all on, and he he's look after the game. Rob do, doesn't fill me with load of confidence. You know, he said now he fears the worst for the next three games. I'm not yeah, sure that's difficult. what you should be saying. Surely you should be thinking, you know, I'll get something out of these games. I'll go and get a draw. We'll, we'll kickstart something. I mean, they could be looking at eight games, no I know. wins, I know. no points. Just on, a, just trying to be positive. I'm still liking Ruben Loftus Cheek, Rob, and he's had his, he had a little injury for the last couple mm, of weeks. Yeah, yeah. It, is bad. there? Is there between him, between Wilfred Zaha when he comes back, yeah. between uh, Mamadou Sako to come into that back four, Rob? I still absolutely believe that there is a Premier League team in this squad where he can get all these best mm. players on the field of play to avoid relegation. I mean, do, do you yeah. disagree I, with that? I, mean, I hear you. It's it, a it, decent it could, squad. Listen, Rob, I think where we are with Palace, it could be a 30-game season. Eight games might have to be written off and we go for 30 games wow. and just try and stay in. But, yeah, it's, it's going to be tough for them. Just a few other results today. Huddersfield and Leicester drew 1-1. Uh, Jamie Vardy penalty got a point for Leicester. Newcastle, three straight wins for them. We've got them sticking the pass. They deserve a bit of credit. And West Brom, nil. West Ham, nil. Only thing to come out of that is Gareth Barry equaled Ryan Giggs' Premier League record of 632 Premier League appearances. The football, I'll move on. So, work to do for Spurs at Wembley if they want to be part of the top four picture. But now let's look forward to a super-duper Sunday fun day. First up, Chelsea host Arsenal in a London derby with serious consequences. Then in the northwest, its friends reunited when Manchester United take on Everton with Lukaku in red and Rooney in blue. You're listening to the Two Rubbish Football Show on NBC Sports Radio. We'll be back in a tick. Thanks for your patience. Here's your reward. No, sorry, it's not cash. Welcome back to the Two Robbies Football Show here on NBC Sports Radio. Now, what a super Sunday we have tomorrow. Manchester United take on Everton at Old Trafford. But before that, uh, it's Chelsea versus Arsenal. Coverage begins at 8 a.m. Eastern time on CNBC. And lots of things to get to, Rob. Um, But I'm going to go straight to, I think, the crux of this game. Arsenal can only pick three players in the current system to play up front. Alexis is a magnificent player, scored a goal in the Europa League. Mm. Lacazette has got two goals in four. And Danny Welbeck has got three goals in his first four Premier League games. Mm. Mesut Ozil 
it's time for him to sit on the bench. Nothing so far. No goals, no assists. And one of those players is going to be left out. Now, I tweeted this out to mm. get kind of Arsenal fans' kind of opinion. Again, I just go with a few here. We got back. Desley retweeted the, to, to Robbie's my tweet about it and said, agreed. Ozil should have been dropped a long time ago. The thespian tweets us to say, I agree. It should be a tactical train change to bring in work rate needed to beat Chelsea. And Tommy Goodwin tweets us to say, all the rumours this summer about teams coming in for Sanchez and Ox not a whisper of interest in Ozil. Sometimes silence speaks volumes. What do you think? Not going to happen. Absolutely not going to happen. You know, Rob, in, in football teams and in football clubs, there's always the guy who's the golden boy, the teacher's the pet, guy. the one all the lads say can get away with anything the boss ain't going to do. That's Meza Ozil. He has no responsibility when they don't have the ball. He, he's allowed to play with, with a freedom. And listen, if nothing else, Arsene Wenger will say Alexis isn't quite fit enough, although he looked pretty fit enough to me against Cologne, scored a wonderful goal. And he'll say he's going to be on the bench because he's not quite right for a big game like this and Ozil will start. There's no way he'll drop Meza Ozil. Well, that's sad. Would you drop him? I'd drop him. Would you, drop would, you, him now. would you leave him out for this game? I, I, I'll drop him now. I, I'd send a message, and I think it's an important message uh, that, you know, work rate is, is, is as important as, as talent, and they've got plenty of talent in this team. They've got plenty of goals. Extra legs in, in and around the mid, midfield would, would be good. But, yeah. listen, we're not Arsene Wenger, and, I, and I, I'm not sure he, he'll make that decision, Rob. Yeah, it's going to be fascinating. I mean, it's a game that Arsenal have not done very well. Chelsea finding form, powerful, strong, might just overpower Arsenal in the middle of the park. Let's get on to the other game because there's so many storylines in this one. Manchester United against uh, Everton. Wayne Rooney coming back to Old Trafford, of course, now playing for Everton. Romelu Mm. Lukaku left Everton to go to Manchester United. Lots of stories. Where are Everton, Rob, right now? Well, I'll tell you where they are. I'll tell you where they are. They've lost the last two games 3-0. Mm-hmm. And I watched the uh, Europa game uh, at Atalanta in Italy on Thursday. They lost 3-0. Yeah. And let me start by, by saying what you, uh, Ronald Koeman said afterwards. I'm worried with what I saw in this game. And he questioned, Rob, the passion and the commitment of the players. Mm. And he did look worried. I watched him. And his team got overpowered, outplayed, ran all over the top of, bullied... And I was shocked, actually, at how passive and how unprepared and poor Ronald Koeman's team was. Honestly, it was stunning. Who does that fall on, Rob? Does that fall on the players? Or or does Ronald Koeman have to shoulder some of that blame then? I mean, this is his team now. We're starting to talk about players he's signed. He's had his transfer window. He's spent a lot of money now. We were talking about this could be the team that breaks into the top six. I think it's a mixture of two. I think some of the, the players that were brought in, I think the, uh, the excitement um, was, was real and it was, it was very interesting. But, you know, Sandra up front has done nothing. Calvert-Lewin is still young. He's still learning the game. And the midfield kind of, kind of tripped over each other. You've got Sigerson, David Klassen, Wayne Rooney, kind of all around each other. Mm. Um, but that still does not... That's what's worrying. That still doesn't mean there's not enough passion or there shouldn't be enough passion and commitment from this team. That's what I was shocked with. That's what I, I guess Ronald Koeman found shocking. And I have to think that mm. there's going to be a better reaction uh, in this game at Old Trafford from this Everton Football Club. You would think so, Rob. It's going to be a big game. But it's a big game for United as well. They'll, yep. they'll have seen what City did and, and put their little marker down and scoring six against Watford. So it's a United team that... We want to regain top spot, so I think a four-goal or four-goal margin or, or above would, would get him back there. It'll be without Paul Pogba, Rob, which is which is a miss. He, he pulled his hamstring midweek against Basel. We're here, and it could be three or four weeks possibly, which opens the door and could open the door to a big Belgium with a lot of hair who's having a lot of influence on the football club yeah. of late. 
Marwan Fellaini, uh, I think, is going to be hugely important over these next few weeks for, for Manchester United. Without Pogba, they need a little bit of a strength. His ability to, to affect the game in both boxes is key. Obviously, a former Everton man himself, so there's a, yeah. not Rooney, Lukaku and Fellaini playing against, against former teams. But um, I, I just think that this guy is going to be very key to, to Jose Mourinho and Manchester United. I, I, I just wonder who's going to play him, Rob. Is, is he going to play him with Matic and Herrera? So that's a 4-3-3. Three, yeah. three. That pushes Mkhitaryan into a wider area and probably pushes one matter Mata out of the out side. Of the team, yeah. Or does he play Fellaini as a straight swap alongside Matic, brings Matic in the right-hand side and, and puts Mkhitaryan back in that number 10 role? That's going to be a big decision. And I kind of... I, I like less... Matic and Fellaini as much as Fellaini, Matic and Herrera. Yeah, I, I like Herrera gives a little bit of a bit more, a bit more of a footballer. I think without the other two, you, it's a little bit industrial, Rob. There's not the quality of passing, but it's going to be a great game as you, as you would expect in Wayne Rooney. Likes these big moments, doesn't he? Don't be surprised if he comes up with something special in a big game at El Trafford. As you say, it's a great Sunday. Do you think they win? Who wins? Who wins? Manchester United win and Chelsea win. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Absolutely agreed. Yeah. Right, mate. Running out of time, that just leaves us time to reward the tweet today. And this one goes to Tommy Goodwin. I think it was a great tweet. Who said all the rumours this summer about the teams coming in for Sanchez and Oxley Chamberlain? Not a whisper of interest from Mesut Özil. Sometimes silence speaks volumes. Like that one, Tommy. Please make sure your direct message is your address, and we'll get a two Robbie scarf in the posting in the next couple of days. So it was a day when City hit Watford for six and went to the top of the table. And for King Roy, well, absolutely no difference at the Palace for him. Remember, for more debate, discussion and good old arguments between me and Musty, make sure you subscribe to iTunes to download the Two Robbies podcast. And if you like what you hear, please rate and review the shows. The ratings help increase our ranking and visibility, which allows more football fans to discover this show. And finally... For me, thanks to all good folk at Over City. We couldn't do this without you, you guys. Yeah, thanks for listening to the show. And let us know your opinions through social media. Certainly watch out for a Two Robbies podcast dropping in tomorrow after the big games. We'll be back same time, same place next Saturday to debate all the good, bad and the ugly from next weekend's Premier League fixtures. So until then, it's good night from me. And good night from him. Good night. Good night. Want to earn extra cash for the holidays? Amazon Flex is expanding in the San Francisco Bay Area. Opportunities in Richmond, Oakland, and Daly City. Earn around $20 to $27 an hour delivering packages with Amazon. All you need is a car, a smartphone, and some free time. This is a great opportunity to be your own boss, deliver when you want, and make extra money. With Amazon Flex, you'll have flexible hours and great earnings. To get started, download the app at flex.amazon.com. That's F-L-E-X amazon.com. You must be at least 21 years old. Limited opportunities available. Get started at flex.amazon.com. Com.